Hello, welcome back to your next stop. I am Juliette Hahn. In the next few episodes, you guys are going to hear a compilation I did with Fran Rachopi, who is the Jedberg podcast. We got together at PodFest where we both were speaking and decided to put together a dual show with both of us interviewing some of the top people at PodFest. Hope you guys enjoy. I've landed speaking gigs because of the red hat. Yes. <laughs> I was at Bitcoin Miami. People recognized me with 30 some odd thousand people in attendance as the podcast guy and approached me at Bitcoin Miami because of I saw the red hat. Yeah. I focused on being interested and not interesting. Right. And that's really what the shift was. And I think any good podcaster has to be that kind of curious, but not profound. Curious. I love that. That's a really good. I've never had it positioned that way. His boss called and said, Paul's in the hospital. It doesn't look good. You need to come right now. And when I got there, I didn't recognize him. His whole body was crushed in. He had a punctured lung and, and everything. And... PodFest is the world's largest community of podcasters. This year, I was honored to be able to speak at and to host the Military Forum in sunny Orlando on Memorial Day weekend. Since podcasting is way more fun as a crowd, and I usually do it myself, and I will never again let a great live event go unrecorded, I invited my guest from episode 53 and fellow PodFest speaker, Juliet Hahn, to come together for a joint Jedberg podcast, Your Next Stop series of PodFest episodes. And when Fran asked me to co-host, I said, I am there because we had such great synergy when we did our recordings together. And when I saw Fran set up this amazing live experience with this podcast and people were coming all over to check out what we were doing, it was an amazing experience. And in this PodFest compilation, we interview Larry Roberts, who is the newsletter editor of PodFest. He sits down with us to talk about the importance of branding and how his red hat changed his life. We also sit down with Michael O'Neill, who has 11 million subscribers to his podcast, and now he's tackling YouTube. And we sat down with power couple Jennifer and Paul Hensel. There's a funny story behind that. Fran met them the night before at a restaurant and missed the back of Paul's card where it says he was crushed alive. Super embarrassing moment. I'm not talking about it here in this intro. You have to listen to the episode to find out for yourself. Check out the full video versions of all of our conversations and discussions from PodFest on YouTube. Don't miss our other episodes coming up over the next couple of weeks, including Pick Cherries, Katie Brinkley, and Sure Microphones. Follow me, Fran Rachobi, and the Jedberg Podcast at jedbergpodcast.com and at jedbergpodcast on all social media. And you can follow me. I am Juliet Hahn. Dot com and I am Juliette Hahn on all social medias. You can also check out my podcast, Your Next Stop, on all your podcast players. Time for PodFest. <laughs> Larry, welcome to the Jedberg Podcast and the Your Next Stop combination episode. So Juliet, join me down here. First of all, I want to thank you for having us down here, setting up PodFest. So you're one of the key people involved in in the organization setting it up a couple of years off because of covid but everybody's back together my first time down here and, and my first and, time too. and juliet yep, too and time. absolutely could not be more impressed with what has gone on down here the community that's being built and 
I sincerely am honored that you invited me to speak yesterday and also let me set this thing up here today because this has been absolutely awesome and we've met so many people. Uh, it's been an absolutely incredible experience. That's so cool to hear that, man. You know, I love PodFest and we, the last one was in 2020. And it was an amazing event as well. And in all honesty, that was my first ever in-person PodFest. Really? Oh, really? But yeah. Okay. And right. I was so blown away at the community and the support that literally everybody in this community gives to one another. And it's just such an amazing feeling to know that as an independent creator, there are resources out there and there are literally teams out there that are more than willing to share their knowledge with you and build you up mm -hmm. and make you part of the community as well. Well, and, and we, I mean, we've talked about this with Fran and I together. It's so awesome to be like feeling the energy here. I yeah. mean, everyone's excited to be together, but not only that, it doesn't matter what where your podcast is. If you're starting out, if you know your millions of downloads, everyone is here to help. Everyone's here to teach. Everyone's here to connect. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the things that we're really missing is that connection piece that we were missing for so many years. So as, as Fran said, I'm so excited to be talking today about storytelling and, and just to be here with this community. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great because, and I'll tell you something, and I should have shared this a minute ago, but back in 2020, and this sounds kind of cheesy, and yeah, I'm the editor of the newsletter for PodFest, so some mm. people are going to go, you're biased, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That's okay. Yeah, but literally, Trivia Night, which is usually the first night of PodFest, I don't know if you guys participated mm. in Trivia Night the other day, Trivia Night of 2020 literally changed my entire podcasting trajectory. Why? Because I didn't even want to go to Trivia Night because I'm like, I was a little too <laughs> Those cool. are the best times, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. The yeah. best nights you ever have in your life are the ones where you say, I need to stay home I, tonight. Right, right, exactly. Right. Well, right. I met some another podcaster for the first time and we kind of hit it off or whatever. And she's like, are you going to go play trivia? I'm like, no, I'm not going to play trivia. I'm way too cool for that. <laughs> goes, Come on, let's just go, man. Let's just go play trivia. Right. So we went in. We sat down at like the last table. Somebody randomly yelled out, sit at ours, sit at ours. So we took a seat. Unbeknownst to me that... At that table was my soon-to-be podcasting coach, who is David Hooper, wrote big podcast, amazing podcast coach, amazing radio contributor. I mean, he's just, he's just next level. I met him, hit it off. Of course, that changed my trajectory as well. Not only that, but that night, even, I was, even though I was reluctant to play, our table won. Oh, wow. Whoa. So because our table won, Good. we got a full VIP experience to the next PodFest. So we also got to meet the founder of PodFest, Chris Kremitzos. So I met Chris Kremitzos. So I met my future podcast coach. That's so cool. And I met my future, uh, we'll call him my boss to a degree, you know? So, co-worker. Yeah, co-worker, there we go. So those relationships were established that night right there. And I'd already been podcasting for six years, but I didn't know anybody in the space really. Mm -hmm. And right. that first night at PodFest in 2020, I met two of the most influential people in my entire podcasting career. And since then, things have skyrocketed. And that's the potential that joining something like this community will do for you. Mm -hmm. You just have to show up, man. And everybody here, as I mentioned before, they're ready to take you to that next level. Yeah. It's I been, love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been such, such an experience. Talk for a bit about the, the growth of the of PodFest, right? You know, the, where did it come from? The vision behind it that Chris had. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it started, we were talking before we started recording here that there was, you know, 14 people at the first one and it was right. like, hey, you know, what do you talk about? Yeah, and now exactly there's thousands it. of people here. Right. Yeah, I mean, it started off as just a local meetup group. 
and it did start off with about 14. If you're listening, don't quote me on that number, but it's <laughs> yeah, somewhere that, in the lower, right in. You're right, wrong, right, right. lower double digits. Let's put it that way. And it literally grew to, I mean, just last year, even though we had to go virtual, mm-hmm. we set two Guinness World Records. Crazy. For the largest. Really? Uh, yes, yes, two. Two legitimate, two. real Guinness World Records for having the largest online podcasting conference with the number of attendees. How many people? Now you better be exact. The first, I'm very, very close <laughs> on the first. Well, I think I'm dead on on the first one. I think we, we hit it at 5,004 people the okay. first time. And then we got real close to 6,000 the second time. Wow. And the second time was a struggle. Guinness is like, look, okay, you guys are really, uh, let, let's, it was a longer process. It was a really, really difficult process, but we managed to come through and we blew the first one out of the water. So holds two Guinness World Records. So that just shows going from a 14-person 14 in, 14 in-person right. local meetup group yep. to literally building a community that's so big, it set a Guinness World Record twice. And, wow. and one of the things that I love is, you know, when the pandemic happened, you, you know, you guys pivoted. Yeah. It was like, yeah. okay, we're not going to, because I was actually, I should say, this is my first live event, but I was a part of it last year. I did a presentation, you know, one of the, the tracks where people can go and, and, and listen that way. But it is, uh, it's so important. And I think that's one of the things that we talk about in, on our podcast and in the world right now is about taking that pivot, right? Yeah. Sometimes, okay, things are not going to happen the way that you envision them, the way that you want them, but you have to take that pivot to find out where it is going to go. And now, look, we're here. So many people. I mean, we were just talking about how many different tracks are going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Which is so cool to see. Yeah, we have over 350 speakers at this event wow. that we're at right now. Right. And I was looking on our Whova app, which is our coordination and mm-hmm. agenda app that we use. And we had 1,666 people registered for the event, virtually and in person. Mm-hmm. So in total, we're way up there as far as the numbers right. go. Yeah. And it's so amazing because, as you mentioned, you you probably can get your Guinness certificate. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're probably part of that event. <laughs> yes, right, I right, got right. mine. <laughs> I spent right, the right, $35 and I got my certificate and it's in the studio right now. Right, it's right, on right. LinkedIn, too. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's my, my, my cover photo. It's everything. No, not right, really. Right. But, um, no, it just goes to show how hungry people are for this type of community and this type of content. Yes. And because of that pivot, so many relationships were established during that time from 2022 today that we knew each other. We felt like we were best friends because we spent so much online time together. Right. But now over the last few days, I have met so many of my best friends in person, in person. for the first time. And it's been amazing. And just getting that connection together and really being able to interact and love and support each other in person, it's just amazing. I know everyone asks you this, but yeah. just so the listeners can hear, what is the significance of the red hat? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a fun story because, and I shouldn't say this on a podcast, it's going to get millions of downloads, but I turned 50 this year. Okay. No, so, you did not. Yeah, I, tr- I, I will. In August. Yeah, he is not, I turned yeah, 50 in no August of this year. No way 50. So being on stage as a speaker <laughs> and talking to a probably a younger generation that are these content creators these days, I wanted to look as young as possible. So I thought, you know what? I got to wear a brand, right? So I started wearing a Supreme hat, you know, mm-hmm. the brand Supreme. Yes. Yeah. And it was just a red hat with Supreme on there. And spent about 150 bucks for this hat just to be cool, right? Yeah, right. I'm undercharging for my hats. <laughs> <laughs> Way undercharging. Yeah. So I had given several speeches, and Alex San Filippo, I think you probably know Alex, and if you don't, you need to. Uh, he came up to me, I think, in November of last year after I presented at Podfest uh, Origins in Tampa. And he goes, Bro, why are you giving Supreme all this love? Mm-hmm. And I told him the story, I'm just trying to be cool, whatever. <laughs> And he goes, but are they sponsoring you? I go, no, dude, they're definitely not sponsoring me. <laughs> so they quit giving them love. He says, lose the Supreme and just grab the red hat. So as soon as I got home, I jumped on Amazon, 
ordered just a flat bill, red unbranded hat for $7. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Started rocking that. And I got to tell you, from November to now, I've landed speaking gigs because of the red hat. <laughs> yes. I was at Bitcoin Miami. People recognized me with 30 some odd thousand people in attendance as the podcast guy and approached me at Bitcoin Miami because of I saw the red hat. Yeah. I walked into this venue two or three days ago. People were jumping up and down from all the way down the hall because of the red hat. It has become such a branding moniker and you find it everywhere. All my headshots are black and white, but mm -hmm. the hat's red. All my branding is black and white, but the hat's red. The red hat has become the calling card. And everybody that doesn't know me thinks they know me because they see the red hat. Well, I right. did that. I was yeah. like, oh, that's the red hat yeah. guy. Yeah. Why do I yeah. know the red hat guy? And I yeah. Last night you, you were sitting in here in the, in the big room yeah. when they were doing the influencer event. And that room is massive. I mean, it was the biggest, right. and, and Juliet said, oh, I see Larry over there with the, the red, red hat. hat. I can't even see that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I have a client that came in from Nashville to join me here, and he said the same thing. He was at the back of the room, and he ran up to me. He goes, bro, I just want you to know. I don't even have my glasses on. I saw, <laughs> I saw the, red, the hat. red hat. I know where you're at. Right. So, you know, there's a big lesson there that there's an authenticity factor there because I still have, it's got to be flat bill. That's just my thing. Right. Got to be tilted slightly to the right. That's just my thing. Whether it's cool or not, I don't know. That's just my gig. It seems cool. Yeah, it seems cool in my head. And so, I'm getting you know. to be your age. So yeah. I think it's cool. So yeah, maybe it so doesn't there you count. Go. <laughs> but it's really just a testament to anybody out there that's looking to stand out in a crowd. Find that one thing that stands out and own it. Mm -hmm. yes. Live it, be it. And you got to have that consistency, though. Just like I said, my business cards, my face, black and white, red hat, headshots, black. And white. I mean, it's consistent throughout the, throughout every everything that I do. And while I didn't ever know I was going to be recognized as the red hat guy, and sometimes, honestly, I really like blue better, <laughs> so I'm kind of <laughs> stuck with red. But it's it's been so beneficial, and it's just amazing that what is it, six months, seven months since November, mm -hmm. just the overall impact that wearing the red hat and standing out in a sea of thousands of other podcasters what the difference is made. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, we've touched on this before, and you know, I maybe are going to know what I'm going to say, but did you hear the excitement oh, when yeah. Larry started talking about the red hat? And that's one of the <laughs> things, I, no, I'm not kidding, but that's one of the things I love to talk about like on my podcast is to hear when people get excited and the listeners can hear like that's something that means something to yep. you you yeah. worked hard on it and it is some you know we all do things and it's like okay what's going to work you know what's going to hit what's going to miss what's going to hit what's yeah. going to miss and when yeah. you get those hits you're like yes i'm so happy that i got a hit there so i mean i just think it's awesome well a lot of people ask how do you keep getting all these speaking gigs cuz i'm uh, this is my 7th gig this year mm -hmm. and i just came from austin and another guy that was there speaking and I speak on branding most of the time, ironically right. enough. I spoke on branding right. here, how to build a strong personal podcast brand. And when I got down to Austin, the guy goes, what are you going to get up there and talk about for 30 minutes, how to wear a red hat? And I, not specifically, <laughs> well, but seven minutes. You right. can bet it's going to be part of it, you know, because right. I've learned so much just with this transition. And I got again, right now, and these numbers are updated as of last week. There are 504,000 active podcasts out What's there. What's considered active? Last 90 active days? Active is 90 days and at least 10 episodes. Okay. And those are Apple statistics from Apple Podcasts. So if you look someplace else, you're going to get some variations. Sure. on how, But those are active only. There's 2.5 million that are out there that may not be considered active. And again, this is Apple only. So right. the, the numbers can fluctuate. So it's not a lot of competition for those of us who are trying to make it. No, not at all. It's only a half a million that are out there. <laughs> right, right, right. So you're really, I mean, you can do out, you can jump out there and be somebody just like that. But no, it's not. I've been podcasting eight years. Right. 
And I only started seeing that progression, well, honestly, when I told you, trivia night of 2020, that's when things started changing. And it's only because I got involved in a community and started figuring out the ins and outs of the industry and learning and absorbing all of this massive content and all this tremendous knowledge that's so willingly shared that I really started seeing that transition and that change. Yeah. And it led me to January 4th of last year, I left a 21 year career with the same company to podcast and do podcasting and speaking full time. That's amazing. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. I mean, wow. and it's so exciting that all the hard work that you put in, you're seeing it. And this is what, again, I, I talk about often is sometimes when you think, okay, is this the path I'm supposed to be on, right? And you keep kind of feeling those, those uh, feelings. And it's like, okay, I'm walking through this door. Is this the right door? Am I supposed to go left? Am I supposed to go right? And so many people give up too soon. Oh, they yeah. give up before it's really their time that's meant yeah. to happen. And so I love that you stayed the course, changed things up a little bit. And then we're like, okay, let's see where this takes me. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, I'm even in between shows right now. I just killed my last podcast two weeks ago and I'm in between launching Bitcoin Impact. It's going to be my mm -hmm. new show. And the only thing that's holding me back is my voice. As you can probably hear right now, I sound a little <laughs> raspy. So I can't even record my new show, so I'm stuck. But the thing I'm, uh, that I want to reinforce there with that is that you're going to change your show most likely. It may not be your first show that gets you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. I think I've had four podcasts total. Bitcoin Impact will be my fourth show in the line of shows since I've been doing this eight years. So find your niche, find your drive, find your design, find your message, and it may take time. And you may yeah. strike out that first time. You may strike out the second time. Right. But keep coming back and keep going at it, and you're going to find that niche eventually. Yeah. Love that. So talk more about the, the show you're going to launch. Yeah, Bitcoin Impact. It's going to be a... Uh, there's a lot of people that have heard the term Bitcoin. A lot of mm -hmm. people that know the term cryptocurrency. Well, we and just blockchain. talked about <laughs> NFTs. NFTs with, with, with Katie Brinkley, right. and and we were completely exposed. Julia and I were completely exposed about our lack of knowledge of NFTs, and so. And I she, think I, well, I think I had a little more than oh, yeah, you she, did. She I was like, wait, I understand I no this idea. a little bit. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Katie is a rock star us. for starters, <laughs> and yes. her podcast is NFT Ninjas, phenomenal show. One she's, of three podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just an amazing creator and amazing social media expert. So if you guys don't know Katie get in contact with Katie she's awesome and she's kind of influenced me on the Bitcoin impact show a little mm -hmm. bit as well because I was like I that is what we need to be talking about right, right now right right but honestly the reason I, I got inspired to launch the show at Bitcoin Miami about what two months ago I don't remember exact date like I said I've been everywhere this year so <laughs> but I realized that there's so many people out there that hear these terms but they have no idea what they mean mm -hmm. so with Bitcoin impact my goal is to take and remove the technical and remove really the deep dive investing aspects of it and talk about the practical application and the practical impact that Bitcoin and crypto and blockchain technology has had on every one of us, whether we realize it or not. So I really wanna take the general public mm -hmm. and tear down that veil of technical obscurity right. and speak to the average person so they can understand what this technology is capable of and how they can take advantage of it to benefit them, their families, and their futures as well. Love that. Wow, and when's it launch? As soon as my voice heals. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that is literally it. I wish I could give a date, I really do. But I can't, because I, I got COVID in Bitcoin Miami, uh -huh. okay? So I, got, I brought home the bonus package. Right. And <laughs> I want to thank Jordan Peterson for that, because he was the only talk that I went to. And everybody that I know that went to Jordan Peterson got COVID. Oh, oh, and everybody that didn't go to, to Jordan Peterson did not. So I'm uh. blaming Jordan Peterson. I still love him, he's cool, whatever. <laughs> right. But I, thank you for COVID, jo Jordan Peterson. Uh, and my wife thanks you too. But <laughs> so... 
everything's in place. I mean, the art. I've even got merch already ready to rock. I'm ready to go. And it's going to be a video first show. So that's one of the transitions yeah. that I've made as well. Still doing audio. It's still going to be available as an audio podcast. But we're really diving into the video first aspect of podcasting with Bitcoin Impact. I'm mm -hmm. sponsored by Riverside. So they're going to be promoting nice. the show as well. So that's going to be a tremendous opportunity there. But as soon as you can actually hear Larry again, <laughs> we'll get that intro knocked out and we'll get launched. Because the content's there. The interviews are there. Yeah. Everything's in place. Just got to be able to create the content. And right now, I don't want to launch with a partial brand. Right. So. And I love Riverside. That's where I record Yeah, they're well. tremendous. They're great. Tremendous. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So what else, what, what else can we expect here in, at PodFest? Well, I know tonight we've got a massive party to wrap everything up. Mm -hmm. Tonight's the finale party. But there's still content that's going to be going on tomorrow. So if anybody's looking to bail out of here early, I highly recommend you don't. Hang out for tomorrow stuff. There's still tremendous things to learn. Tonight's going to be amazing. We're going to have a dance floor. We got three different DJs. Uh, we got a live rock band. I mean, we're going to blow this thing out of here tonight and have a really, really good time. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> you can tell where my focus is shifted. Yeah. I went from education yeah, to party time. I got, yeah, I got yeah. my party shoes on. Day, so yeah. it's going to go more that way. Yeah. yeah, I got my party shoes on. I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. Well, Larry, thanks for hopping in here with us. We really appreciate it. And again, thanks, thanks for having us down here. It's been a truly impactful and well, amazing opportunity. Thank you for having me. It's been a great opportunity to be on your show. Thank you again so very much i appreciate it yeah With thank everything. you right. thank you Best so of much luck. all right perfect <laughs>Thanks for taking some time to join Juliet and I on the Jedberg podcast. Your next stop is Juliet's show. We came together for this collaboration, and we're going to be in full disclosure with you right now. We stalked you on the Whova app, and, and then tra and she tracked you down over the last couple of days and was not letting you off the hook until we dragged you I in. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's, uh, thanks for being uh, letting, me, uh, letting me be here. Um, it's a little slow. It was a late night. So all my brain cells are organizing uh, right now. But, uh, but that's the, the nature of conferencing. I did a little spiel at the, the big influencer party thing last night. And it was like, this is what this is. This is sort of go, go, go. Yes. And then you get exhausted on Monday and you go, all right, that was, you know. And especially after taking a couple of years off, I really appreciate just the, the, the community again. So... You know, you just get a bit of a scratchy voice. That's how that works. <laughs> right. And, you know, we were talking about it with a couple of other guests that it's the community. It's the podcasters coming together. And it doesn't matter if you have millions of downloads, if you're just starting out. Everyone's here to really just rejoin and talk and, and connect. And it's so, you know, we really missed that connection and that community aspect yeah. during the pandemic. So, uh, you know, this, this is what I love about this. The Nobody's energy. done a better job, by the way, with um, community with a conference that has grown so large yeah. than Chris has with this one. So true. The community aspect of this particular conference is still so great. It still feels like it did in 2015. It's just yeah. way bigger than it was. We were in like a little tiny hotel in like one room and there was like, this is the one track and here's the other track. And that was it. And now it's... You know, they got like 20 tracks in this thing. And it's right, a it's huge amazing. Yeah, there's so. like at any one time, there's like 10 conversations going yeah. on, on on so many things. And I think all of us that were just honored to be able to come here and be asked to speak. I mean, that's how I felt. I, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, I, you want, wait, you want me to come and speak here? I've been, only been doing this for like 15 months, but I was so, so honored to be able what's to do been that. Your, being a former Green Beret, what's been the most challenging transition for you to turn into someone who now has to be an uh, entertainer? <laughs> 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 well, my daughter will say you're not even entertaining. So okay, well, that's a problem. There. <laughs> yeah. a problem. Um, you know, I think it takes an incredible amount of energy and I think it takes an incredible amount of discipline and focus. And I come from a world 
the whole talk I gave yesterday. I don't yesterday, have either of those two yeah. things, so I'm not sure how much <laughs> I, I can do. The, the whole talk that I gave yesterday is, about, is called the special, special operations mindset, right? And the very first thing I say is that being special forces is not special. And there's nothing that different from me than anybody else, but there's a sense of commitment, there's a sense of discipline, and there's a standard that you uphold to a, a level that I call no compromise. And in, I would argue that that's special, but go ahead. And, and transitioning <laughs> that, that very special to but me. it's a mindset, right? Like physically, yeah. right, mentally, there's no difference between me or anybody else. And you have to take that to succeed in this space because you talked about the growth of this, just this event, but we could talk about all day about the growth of this industry right. yeah. and the fact that there, I mean, the barrier to entry, we, were, we just had Katie Brinkley in here and we spoke to her. She's got three podcasts and one of the things we talked to her about was the barrier to entry and the barrier to entry is so low in yeah, podcasting that way everyone higher can jump in. In 2013 when I started. Yeah. And you had to like really learn gear and stuff. Now the stuff is... Amazing. Right. Like you can buy a literally a $69 mic on Amazon and mm -hmm. be like, oh, it sounds pretty good. And you're off to the races. Yeah, right. and that's it. And you can self-upload. It takes two seconds and you're done. So you, in order to separate yourself, in my perspective, you had you have to pay attention to absolutely everything. And I really try to make sure that we're locked in all the time. We don't get it right very often and so then you have to be you have to demonstrate and you know, we talk about the nine characteristics of performance on this podcast that special operations command uses and resiliency and adaptability are two of those and we and my team and myself demonstrate resiliency and adaptability and drive every day but and, yeah go ahead so, well, i was gonna say two things on that one is that when you're first starting one of my good buddies is a drum teacher his name is uh, mike johnston and when I was a touring drummer for 10 years and, and so I'm like a pretty good player overall but I can sit down with Mike who's a, a career educator he's a great player but he can literally I can be doing a thing be like dude check this out and he goes cool now keep a quarter note pulse with your left foot and it's as if I've never played drums <laughs> right. before right, right. like it just completely unravels and the cool thing about drums in that respect is that you have just like being an athlete is that there's no ego attached to not being good at something. Yeah. You just go, cool, I, I got to get better at this. And you just start doing it. Right. So he has these wristbands he gives out when he does these drum camps. And they just say, embrace the suck. Yeah. Well, I, you I, just gotta I go use that like, phrase with yeah, organizations embrace the I suck. work It's with. just the thing. Yeah. And the, the part B is that I think what the, the secret sauce, and when I teach beginners these kinds of things, I say, you know, you may not realize this, but you are now in competition mm -hmm. with NPR and Howard Stern and yeah. Netflix. And like right. you are now in the media just as much as you could go to a, an event and get a media pass, which you can. It's one of the more underutilized yeah. things that happens in the podcasting world. Right. Uh, like I've gone to the Super Bowl on a media pass I, before. I, I, right. I, I did that this year. Yeah. So because of that. It is your responsibility to now be good at the craft. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I really nerd hard out about like podcast interviews and things like that because like if someone's going to flip over from NPR to my show, I don't want there to be a drop off. Right. right. I want it. So yeah. I want to be that good. And very, 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 very few podcasters are. Yeah. Right. They don't understand that entertainment mm -hmm. is paramount to anything else. Think of it like your favorite teacher. If you had some favorite algebra teacher that wasn't your favorite teacher because they were great at algebra, they, they told great stories and they were entertaining. Right. Yes. So you learned those lessons because they were entertaining. 
if we be like, I've got to provide value every time, it's like nobody wants value with every conversation. <laughs> right. Sometimes they just want to laugh or they want yeah. to have just a, a pretty good time. Or, or just connect through the stories. And you brought Whatever that up. Is, story yeah. You know, stories are so important because it really gives you a deeper connection to the person you're talking to. Like what yeah. you just said about the drumming and stuff. I'm like, oh, I want to know more about that. I want to know more about what Michael just said, because even though I'm not a drummer and I can't even, you know, I'm not musical at all. I like music, yeah. but I do want to know that aspect about you because the way you could tell in your energy, the way that mm. your body moved, the way that your voice went up, that you were excited yeah. about that. That's yeah, something yeah. that you're interested in. It's really amazing, actually, to, to you know, you'll see some YouTube video, some guy doing a thing and you go, oh, cool, I'm going to try it and go and sit down and I can't do it at all. Right. Like it's just, it does not work. And then 15 minutes later, I'm ripping through it. And that's just an amazing, so to cool. me, it's an amazing uh, combination of, of your synapses firing, which mine aren't very well right now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and just the muscle memory kicking back in and going, oh, this is actually this. I've done this a million times. I just didn't know. It's almost like when you learn a new sport. Like I'm totally yeah. addicted to pickleball right now. <laughs> and yeah. It's growing. It's, it's huge. Right. It's, so it's huge. It's huge. But in whenever my area. I, I'm teaching somebody, I always ask them, what did you play? Have you ever played anything? They're like, oh, I played softball. I'm like, all right, well, that's the forehand. Like your, yeah. your swing is right. the same swing. So it's just sometimes connecting to things that we have already done. Mm -hmm. And so for podcasters, I've got this story where my, uh, is it okay if I tell it real quick? Yeah, please. Um, I was out to happy hour with, um, there's a theme here, no. Um, I was out to happy hour <laughs> with a friend of mine and she brought a friend and I was, it was like probably two years into my show and uh, you know, my show is an hour and I hit record and I hit stop. I never edit. I've done 850 yeah. something episodes. I've never edited yeah. a show. That, that's how we run. Yeah. We run yeah. true. Just, this is what the show is. Yeah, we run true. And I do it because I like the idea of being sort of live to tape like they did mm -hmm. in the 60s. You yes. Know? Yeah. And it puts more onus on me to be good at my job and like mm -hmm. be a good host and plug my guests and do a good interview and all this stuff. So we're sitting here having this happy hour and then my friend goes off uh, to the restroom and I'm sitting with her friend and it's the worst small talk we can't think of <laughs> a thing to say to each other and I thought wait a second I do a show when I sit down with a stranger and I hit record and we do this amazing show and how am I not able to have this conversation right now so in my my head I I flipped the mic on mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we were I having this that. great conversation and to, to, I just sum that up it's kind of like um, I focused on being interested and not interesting right and that's really what the shift was. And I think any good podcaster uh, has to be that kind of curious, but not profound. Curious. I love that. That's curious. a really good one. I've never had it positioned that way. Right. I was listening. Actually. And we should caveat that we... We stalked Mike Michael because we because of his background, right? I mean, he ha he has an entire course called the Art of the Interview. So he told us right before we started that we better not fuck this up, right? Yeah. We need we, we need suck. to be good. We need to be locked on. This is actually our. So I told you Juliet was on my show, and then I went subsequently went on hers. This is our first collaboration. Oh, nice! Where yeah, we've cool. come on together, right? And said, well, nice. can we co-host together? And so we're testing it. I think this is going pretty well. It's good. Now, well, we'll, and we'll be really, yeah, we can. You well. guys do a? Will you do a little like intro? an outro yeah. where you'll talk over it or will it just be like music that gets put on each side no we'll we will find time today to record an intro of her yeah, and cool. i talking about this about episode this interview. Yeah, and, yeah. Then we'll, and then we'll yeah, both yeah. put them out on our rss yeah. feed so mm -hmm. it'll be like you know here's a a double you know yeah. show kind of thing because otherwise i was gonna take it a task for something you didn't do right already <laughs> that's like the biggest cardinal sin that 97 percent of podcasters do and that is um they so 
uh, when's it, when you guys listen to podcasts, obviously. Yep. When's the last time, or of podcasts you listen to, how often do you make it to the very end of a show? Like no, the closing yeah. credits. Yeah. No, oh, not that not, much. Not that much. When do 99% of podcasters promote their guests? It's, it's at, at the, the end. end. When no one's listening to the show yeah. anymore. Right. Always plug the guests at the beginning. beginning. You have, this is why I asked about the intro outro, because you would do that in the intro. Right. You'd be right. like, yeah, oh, this is their thing in social yep. media, but... Generally, since I don't do a separate intro, I have to get all of that out of the way. I'll be like, today's guest has won nine Emmys. They've done blah, 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 yeah. ladies and gentlemen, blank. So I would introduce them like I do someone on stage. Right. And then before I say a word, I'll be like, uh, you can find them at blah, blah, blah.com and all their social media is mm -hmm. blah, blah. And then as the show goes on, if they have this great point, I might say something like, guys, you got to tweet them at blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like I'll plug them 10 times right. during the course oh, that's of smart. the show. And the reason why is because I want whatever, if I was lucky enough to get some A-lister guest, two things. One, I want them to go, holy shit, this guy knows what he's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And number two, I want them to tell all of their A-lister friends, that was a great yeah. right. show. Exactly. You should be on that guy's show. And right. that's how I've gotten like great guests for you know now nine years. The so. experience and... and and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because you just said your show for nine years. So the Solopreneur Podcast. Solopreneur Hour. Solopreneur right. Hour yeah. is, is yours. That's but correct. what you just said about the actual interview, what I call the experience, yeah. I think is the most important thing. I've said this to people before because they said, why do you put so much time into the preparation for your interviews? And I said, because it's about the experience that the guest has in their interaction with me. Yes. Nine out of 10 times, the guest doesn't listen to the interview after. They know what they talked about, some yeah. do, most don't, but they need to walk out of that conversation and say, that was awesome. Yeah, and I, felt I good. feel yeah. awesome yeah. having had that and conversation. And it's different, so this is where it's kind of fun. If you do a killer intro for somebody, this is kind of the upside. So. You're kind of working without a net if you if they're live on the show and you do they're quiet and you do mm -hmm. a, a great effusive interview or uh, intro for them. If you nail that, and what I like to do is I call it the Eminem Eight Mile intro, which is uh, you guys ever see Eight Mile with yeah. yep. Eminem? Love it. So that very closing rap battle, he had to go first. So he used all of the guy's ammo yes. against him. Right. And so the guy had nothing to say. Yes. So what I like to do is if I'm bringing somebody on that's known for a thing, I cover their entire thing in the intro so now they have to come up with new shit on my show right they yeah. can't just tell me that. the thing they do so two things happen one they go oh this guy's got chops and two they go oh thank god i don't have to tell the stupid story about right. you know the duck crossing the right. road again and it, it really opens them up and it changes the whole dynamic of the show and they end up having a great time and tell their other little A-list It, it takes it deeper. Like we, like yeah. we, so if I have guests on who read books, I read their book. If they, you know, if they have a show, I watch their show and yeah, then I'll well, pull good, the, man. I'll pull the quotes. Yeah. And so in every block that we have, I'll open it up. I'll read the quote. I'll say, you know, you talked about this in this context. Now tell me more about, you know, what, why, how. Yeah. And let's go through that. And then they, and like you said, they look at you and they're like, whoa. Right. Now I got to like think about this. Yeah. Right. You've and got to I, access a new spot. One of my favorite things is to ask questions that typically people don't ask. So I, on my podcast, 
it's about their story. So like where they got, where they are and why, right? So we kind of yeah. dive into little parts of their story, maybe when they were a child. Oh, I remember this. And, and then connecting the dots for them is what is is what lights me on fire. Because all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't think about that what happened to me, you know, my, throughout my schooling actually prepared me to be the person that I am yeah, today right. because of all these experiences. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. And it's so cool to see that happen. And then them leave and be like, you know what? I've, n- I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. 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 I'd, uh, you, know, you guys know who James Altucher is? He's no. a big podcast and writer guy in New York City. And I had him on in studio. So we were live. And he's this angsty Jewish guy from New York. And I grew up in Philly, like oh, all around really? that world. And... You know, I was like the one Gentile in the town that I grew up in. So, like, I really know that community. And so we're two minutes into the show. And I said, man, you must have been really close to your grandfather. And he was physically like, how would you know that? And I and in milliseconds, I was like, well, this is like he's a super curious, almost like Larry King kind of Jewish guy. Right. Annoyingly, but in a charming Mm -hmm. Jewishness. Right. Right. And he was so curious and what would happen as I grew up is I'd see the annoyed parents <laughs> that wouldn't want to answer any more questions go talk to your grandpa and they would go and they would talk to their grandparents who would be happy to, to, to chat with him about it uh, it's exactly what happened it's exactly how he grew up but I would only I only had that insight because I grew up that way I love you know? that and uh, he was like wow but that is exactly the kind of thing that that if you can connect the dots, you go, man, how, how on earth would you know that. put that together? That's unreal. And you, you brought a point up, and I'm going to touch on it really quickly because I know this can go on forever. Yeah. But the questions. So I am a huge person about questions. So when my kids were little, I answered every one of their questions. Mm. So I would have friends that would say, oh, my gosh, can you answer my kid's question? Because I don't know how you do it. I love questions. Oh, interesting. I, and I like literally have brought my kids up where I'm like, you don't understand something. You, you are curious about something. You need to ask it because you're going to learn something from that curiosity mm. that you have. And so that is something that is not taught. And I think it needs to be taught more to children and, and adults. If you're curious about it, ask it because there's going to be an answer behind yeah. that you might not be aware of, but you're going to learn something and become a better person because of it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're a natural teacher. Uh, I don't know about or that. Or a natural but explainer <laughs> or something. I, well, I, I, I do. I explain. I just, I'm, I'm curious. That's yeah. right. I'm curious. Yeah. I love that. I want to ask about YouTube okay. because you've, you, through COVID, through the pandemic, yeah. made a bit of a shift, a little bit of still involved tremendously in the podcast world, but have taken on this YouTube and you started a channel uh, and you're o- over 100,000 downloads, uh, views a month on it. Uh, I'm getting ruined on YouTube right now. <laughs> like we're producing awesome videos. They're like professionally done and I have like... 25 downloads and uh, 25 views yeah. of some of my what, videos getting crushed. What's the content? So, well, it's content from the podcast. Oh, this, this doesn't work. So, but like we get, we have promo <laughs> videos. We have like, you know, yeah. we, we have I'm just the, the this episodes. Doesn't, this doesn't work. <laughs> so this is but I have some that the have answers, thousands. We're not, the answer is we're not Joe Rogan. Yeah. And it does this doesn't work. So, um, <laughs> he's making me feel better. Although I have a lot of wasted time. It's not <laughs> money. Uh, everyone is trying it. It's, it's not going to work. You can't, compete against people that are walking in with a millions of dollars of budget and a set and a yeah. producer and you just can't it's just right. not gonna happen unless you walk in with some ammo you got to walk in with some audience and you've, you've got to have a hook that they don't 
the only way I see any podcast content working right now that's video based is um, repurposing it to like TikTok and, and Instagram, yeah. right. but not YouTube. No, I, nobody goes to, no regular podcast listener who are our people yeah. goes to YouTube to listen to a podcast. Right. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Different if you're a stand-up comedian and you're by default an entertaining human and people are like, oh, I want to see that. And they bring, you know, if it's Mike Tyson bringing some people in, you're like, right. well, he's a train wreck and I want to watch everything he does because <laughs> right, right, that's right. interesting, yeah. you know, but I don't know. You probably get 95% of the show audio only and you could still be on a treadmill or walking your dog. Right. So th that's what you're competing against. So not, I shouldn't feel that bad about it. No, because yeah, so it's not. That makes, it's, you, feel that that makes you feel so much better. Yes. <laughs> the odds of traction happening for a podcast on YouTube are like slim. Yeah, so, slim, slim. So I do little snippets, though. I'll do like little that parts. Works. I, right. I was going to say because that does you do get shorts. Me. Yeah, yeah, I'll do yeah, little shorts. Do shorts. The point is, you got to use the platform in the way that the platform was designed. I look. I've had a my podcast has had. 10 or 11 million downloads now I've got zero on YouTube right because who cares right yeah <laughs> but now car, I feel way better car stuff <laughs> but car stuff on YouTube great people love to watch that they want to see me weld or something and fix something it's, yeah. it's a more visual oh, medium right. so you just have to apply the the you have you got to use the platform the way it's designed so if you have something visual if you were doing man on the street interviews mm -hmm. where you were literally physically walking around here and going blah, 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 blah. That would work on YouTube. Got it. But sitting down with another person, there's nothing entertaining about this. Yeah. You know? We yeah. did an episode about, it was called Midnight Express, about from Midnight Express Power Boats down in Miami. Yeah. And we put B-roll of the boats yeah. in the background. That one's done really well because people want to see the boats. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, so I have an interesting question for you. Well, I think it's interesting, but um, I'm interested in your answer, I guess yeah. you should say. So you uh, kind of told us a little bit before, but what made you pivot into the, the car doing the welding? I was already working on it. Uh, it was already a brand I was building. I, you know, I nerd out about that kind of stuff. So I, I eventually wanted to open this. I've been deeply immersed in the vintage Porsche world since 2003. And so... I wanted to build a channel because I want to open a, a retail store, but I wanted to get investors and I wanted the investors to see, hey, I already have this big audience, so mm -hmm. this is a no-brainer. So I, was, I worked backwards from that just right. to try to build this channel. So I found a cool car and I've been doing a cool project for like two years. And then COVID happened and um, it felt very tone deaf to be talking about like entrepreneurship and you know personal branding and things like that while the world was burning. And I was just like, I'm just going to work on a car and go to my garage and go do this for a minute. So I did. And, and the, the channel I had uh, finally after a freaking grind. And that was the other thing I was going to say is that YouTube is an absolute grind. Right. Yeah. It's one or two subs first like a week and then maybe a day if you're lucky. And if you if you play the game right, you might get a, a hit song. And I'm making air quotes. Yeah. You might get the hit song that the algorithm loves and it spikes and you go, okay. Yeah, that just happened to us with one of our episodes. Right. And I was right. like, right. we turned the corner and the next one, boom, yeah. zero. <laughs> right. But I <laughs> went, I remember November 2020, I was very frustrated because I've been doing it for, I think I'd had 1,500 subs and I've been doing it for like a couple years. And then December 2020, and I was like close, going, this is stupid. I'm getting like two subscribers a day. I'm still going to build this car, but maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And I did a time-lapse video, the first year of working on this car. And 
overnight it did something like 15,000 views. So cool. And now it has almost 1.2 million. Wow. And the channel went from whatever it was, 2,000 to 15,000 to 20,000. <laughs> like it was like, ba, 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 you know? And so now it's, I'm getting 700 to 1,000 subs a month. And yeah. it's still a small channel. So I have 23,000, I think. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big, but I'm doing 100,000 views a month, which is great yeah. for that size of a channel. And it's so hyper niche that anybody in the vintage Porsche universe, right. and people, we nerd out hard about these things. We spend money on them, we're into them. It's almost like the gun culture where people are like into guns and they were like, oh, cool, I'm just going to collect them and rebuild them and blah, blah, blah. And this guy makes custom things or whatever. And people are very willing to spend money on them. So now that the supply chain issues are starting to, to open back up again, I can like reach out to these advertisers and say, hey, can, can we do a brand deal? Can yeah. I do like six live reads for you for 1500 bucks or whatever it is? Right. And actually monetize in a much bigger way than YouTube will pay you, which yeah. is not much. Which is, and it's really the thing that's cool is I love how, again, we've talked about this, you could hear how you got excited, right? You're mm. like, and the other thing is, that you were almost on the edge, and this is what I talk about on my podcast a lot, when you think it's not what you're meant to be doing, yeah. give it a little bit more time. Yeah. Because until you know, you really get those signs that, okay, this is something that I need to lay to rest. It's not what I'm meant to be doing. But the fact that you kind of, it was like God or the universe, whatever you believe in, was like, dude, no, I don't want you to stop. So we're going to really blow you up here so yeah. you can see, okay, I got that energy back. I got that excitement back. Let's see where this goes. And, mm -hmm. and, and then you've been doing this now and teaching other people how to do it, yeah. which is amazing. So do you want to touch on that a little bit? I mean, I, I teach as much as I, I can, but this, I'm, I'm doing the, the closing keynote here today, actually, mm -hmm. at VidFest. So PodFest and VidFest are like one right. conference. And um, so I'm actually doing, I did two things for PodFest and one thing for VidFest. And so my talk is how to build a small but mighty YouTube channel without friends, fakes, or family. Okay, well that's what me, that, so I, I, I'm in on that. Yeah, <laughs> what that means I though need that, uh, is I need that, that knowledge. I don't have like Jake Paul as my, you know, my, I can't do a collab with some big giant person. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing prank videos yeah. or, right. you know, yeah. and I'm not part of a, like a family channel that's like unboxing a Minecraft Lego. <laughs> right, All right. of which, if you're doing any of those things, you could blow a channel up pretty right. fast. Like yeah. it's, you know, but the, the meat on the other end, the, the people that are watching that stuff aren't as rich of, a, of an audience member to monetize as someone who's watching what I'm doing, right? which is, you know, vintage Porsche stuff. I know that all 23,000 of my people are typically DIY dudes in a garage. So that means I can reach out to tool companies. Mm -hmm. I can right. reach out to, you know, Smart. anything that anybody, any of the, the satellite type companies can be potential advertisers for me, anybody in the automotive space. Right. Uh, so it, it's a much denser, uh, ability to monetize, but God, is it way longer to build the channel. It's a yeah. tough road to hoe, as they say. Right. <laughs> so, um, and there's a guy here that's doing uh, incredible. Um, I forget his first name, but he's the plumber. Have you seen him? No. No. So he's got a huge plumbing channel. Like, he's just a career plumber. Right. He started making YouTube videos. He now has, you know, six, seven hundred thousand subs. He's I love like, that. speaks all over <laughs> the world, but has really shown this industry that. And he's, I don't know, in the 60s probably. He, he's showing everybody you don't have to be 
you know, a 22-year-old, right. like, yeah, influencer. Right, right. right. Uh, I love to, that. To, <laughs> to do it. To do any of this stuff. And, and um, I love that. And so he would be the kind of guy I'd look to and go, all right, and I will. I will go back and when, when I get back, I will go through his channel and deconstruct, all right, I see what he did here. I can apply this yeah. to mine right. and do, okay, right, right, right. I could do a video on, you know, doing body work in the same way that he did this thing. Right. Smart. I'll look at his thumbnails. I'll look at his titles. I'll look at how he, like a, a good example is um, there was a guy who was a lawyer. Again, could not be more of a, a boring career to, you know, and he's literally talking about like law stuff on his YouTube channel and helping law students like study for their right. bar exam and, you know, useful for whoever that is, but nobody gives a shit. Like right. it is not a channel that's doing well. And then he put out a video, lawyer reacts to my cousin Vinny. So he's a lawyer. He mm -hmm. then watched the scenes in my cousin Vinny, Vinny, and he gave actual like, so here's what he was talking about here and blah, blah, blah. Interesting as hell, gets millions of views, so channel funny. blows up to, he, all he starts doing is reacting to like movies. Right. Right. And that's what people dug. <laughs> that's what people are into. So <laughs> if you want to blow a channel up, it would be former Green Beret, Beret reacts to right. military Ooh. scenes yeah. all day long. Yeah. That movies. Would, you oh. would, that's a you good would one. kill <sighs> with that. Yeah. All right. Um, you just that, got your YouTube channel. That yeah, could yeah, be, that could be a, a, just truly a side gig, but I guarantee the side gig would, would do better yeah. than, than the podcast gig. Mm. Wow. So much to think about. Another thing to yeah. add to your no, list. Yeah, add to the list. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes. Well, Michael, it's been truly an honor to sit down with you. I appreciate all the insight. I now have a checklist. Do it. That I have Get to there. execute on. Embrace now, the suck. The, yeah. It's, every, every day it starts between 4 and 4.30. The... Last question that we have for you is, how did we do? How do we do? Yes, You're the interview expert. Great. It was fun. Super fun. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I give demerits for anything. <laughs> uh, no. You didn't do the tell people how they can find you, which is the worst thing anybody can say on a show. Um, it's like your job. Uh, and yeah, you, you kind of cover all that stuff in the intro. That's usually the thing I pin people on. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right. Why don't you tell people where you can find you? I'm like, because it's your job to tell people where they can find yeah. you. Um, but no, you guys were great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Mike. So my voice is here now. So yeah. glad we stalked My you. voice has arrived <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks. Jennifer, Paul, thanks for stopping in here and sitting down with Juliet and I. She's got the giggles. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So yeah. she's been sitting here joking with you guys. Some of us have been working for the last yeah, little bit. All right. Everyone else is here messing around. We're giggling. Good. Well, we, I, I did have them earlier, but I think I'm on point now. Well, I appreciate you both coming in, spending some time with us. Well, I know you're going to speak soon. Yes. So we got to get you out of here. Right. But we're going to put you in the hot seat for a couple of minutes because okay. we're going to talk about each of your podcasts. We're going to talk about women in podcasting. And we're going to talk about mental health. Okay. So lots of areas we go, and I know that each one of these could be three, four hours of discussion, okay. and we'd still say we didn't get there. Okay. All right. But we got to start at the top of this. And what brought you both to Podfest? Okay. So my journey actually started with my traumatic near-death workplace accident, where I was crushed by twelve thousand pounds of wood. Oh. Wow. Whoa. And you I said I was going to be shocked. Wow. Yeah. I could. Okay, I you, you failed to mention that to me 
prior to this moment. You, you know that, right? I, I do. I do want to say I gave you my business card with a free download of my book on the back. That's true. And it said That's crushed true. alive. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you didn't read it. All right, he put it back on me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't had no. time to read it in the last yeah. 24 no, hours? No, I haven't had time to read the book the I am going to read it now. I have you back. I thought you'd have not done enough where you could actually have time to read the whole thing through. Uh, wow, well, though. I mean, that's right. You said I was going to be shocked. And I was yeah. like, okay, I don't really get shocked a lot. So but that's I could hear my body cracking, gurgling mm -hmm. and crunching. It felt like my head was going to explode. There was so much pressure. I thought to myself, if this doesn't stop, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. I then blacked out. Now, I was without oxygen and not breathing for 12 minutes before finally regaining consciousness. Wow. The immense pain was overwhelming. I was rushed to the hospital. Everyone thought I was dead before that. There was a lot of confusion and panic when I arrived. I didn't understand what was happening. Among other things, my organs were failing. So something had to change. But then I was touched by an angel. That was my wife. Aww. Now, my injuries were critical at that moment, but I wasn't alone. So I felt like, okay, I can do this. Now, I have multiple physical and mental injuries. So I have spine, lung, shoulder, nerve damage. I have a permanent brain injury and cognitive disorder. I also have PTSD. So that's where later today I'll be speaking on a mental health panel. Mm -hmm. Now, I've incorporated numerous physical modalities and also mindset strategies but the one strategy that I want to talk about that has been life-changing to me was telling my story. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It was emotionally yeah. healing, and it helped me to move forward. Now, I noticed that every time I shared my story, people were compelled to share theirs back. Right. I learned that stories are connection magic. Mm -hmm. And they're one of the most powerful ways we have to communicate and motivate. So my story, there's a quote by Wayne Dyer. And it said, if you believe it'll work out, you'll see opportunities. If you believe it won't, you'll see obstacles. Yeah. Yes, I, love I saw that the book. possibilities in my story. Now, I had no idea I would ever have a podcast write a book, mm -hmm. finish my degree, become an international speaker. But that's what my story did. It took me from injured mill worker to international speaker. Mm -hmm. And so my passion now is to inspire and empower people to find their voice. And so I tell people the situations that we've gone through to get here might be different, but there's similarities in our story. So share your message. The world needs to hear it. Your story matters. Storytelling is it's mm -hmm. what, I mean, it's so close to my heart. And I'm yeah. actually speaking about that today. Cool. And everything you just said is something that I say every day because it is so true. And I truly believe that everyone has a story. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're a janitor to a president. Everyone has a story and we can all learn from it if we just actively listen, not just here, but actively listen and then take something from that. So I love how you just said that all. And, and it's, it's beautiful to add to storytelling. So I did some research when I found the magic 
of storytelling. I call it connection magic. Yes. Yeah. And um, I found out that in 2006, a study was published in the journal NeuroImage. And researchers in Spain determined that when it comes to inspiring people to understand a new change in themselves, storytelling is the most effective. And that's because we think and learn through stories. Yes. Stories activate up to seven areas of the brain. So not only are the language processing parts activated, but any other area that you would use when experiencing the events of the story yourself, and that's the same for the listener. Mm-hmm. And that blows my mind. Love that. Well, it connects, as you said, yeah. stories connect. I mean, when you told that part of your story, we want to know more, right? We feel like we can feel, yeah. like, and how you told that as well is, you know, I want to know more. Like, how long were you guys married? Where was this in your marriage? Like, Jennifer, what, what did you, how did you feel yeah. when you heard this? And yeah, you know, I was I was at work and I got the worst call a wife wants to receive is his boss called and said, Paul's in the hospital. It doesn't look good. You need to come right now. Oh. And when I got there, I didn't recognize him. His whole body was crushed in. He had a punctured lung and, and everything. And and so, you know, he survived, thankfully, of course. And But the days and weeks and months that followed were very difficult on both of us and, and him, of course, and, um, and our whole family. But his courage and determination were so inspiring to me. And what I really noticed, what really was in, so interesting was all the communities that he was involved in before his accident rallied around him. Yeah. Oh, I love and that. he was a, a, a volunteer coach, a football coach and football announcer in our community. And football players and coaches would come around and say, we're here for you, Coach Paul. Aww. And, you know, it made me realize that I had become isolated and stuck in my life and business. And so I thought I need to create some community for myself. And so the whole situation, I mean, it really blew up our lives, but it kind of ignited a new spark within me. And I invited some business owners to lunch. I, you know, I wasn't that organized with it back then. To my surprise, 50 business owners showed up. So that showed me that there was a need for deeper connection. Right. Mm -hmm. And that one meeting turned into a group and that group turned into a network. And then I ended up with multiple chapters around my whole region of these business network. And it was, um, you know, really life-changing for me. I approached the concept of community with fresh eyes. I learned how to collaborate rather than compete. I learned how to receive support and be surrounded by others, you know, and work with others. And so that was so wonderful to me. Now I sold that network and now I have the Women in Podcasting. I've built several successful communities. Community is so important to me. You have to build a community around whatever you're doing. Community is what we're doing everything for. So community and adversity are two central themes to many of the conversations that that I have on the Jedberg podcast. And I say many times that it's not about the adversity that you face in life, that you are actually judged and you are made as a person by how you respond to that adversity. Oh, yes. Because so many times as you're, you've experienced, the adversity that you face is sometimes out of your control, right? Now, a lot of times in our lives it is within our control and we bring it on ourselves, but many times it is not. And we are therefore put in a position where we have to decide. I talk a lot about choice, right? And the choices that we make in our life to perform. And I say that we have a, we have a performance is a choice and we have a choice in which we 
decide to perform and at what level we want to do that. But our ability to seize these moments and understand the broader context, the bigger picture is what makes us as people. Mm. And I think that what you have both started to build at the back end of, of this crisis, you know, that, that was put upon you and then and come here and share that and be impactful and speak on this topic is so commendable. You know, you thank you so much. Yeah, it, that means so much. And you talked about that we don't pick the situations that we're given. And Maya Angelou said um, exactly that. You don't pick the situations you're given, but you can decide how you respond to yeah. those. Yes. You know, I was a mill worker and, you know, mindfulness, um, having a growth mindset, all of that was not in my vocabulary. <laughs> but now she starts a, a network and I'm invited to speak in front of small groups to start. And there were times I didn't want to go and she dragged me. But one of those times, if I hadn't gone, I met a TEDx organizer who needed a speaker and that turned out to be one of the greatest experiences yeah. of my life. And you know, and so this is, I, again, I'm like, wanna jump out because I'm like so excited about this because this is where, I, I talk about this so much. It's, you know, first of all, you had a, a terrible, tragic situation happen. And as you said, you chose to rise above it, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't let it to define you, but you're gonna take that situation and help others with it. Yeah. And then, what I always tell people is like to find that space that they can daydream. Some people call it meditate. I call it daydream. I need to walk. I can't sit on a, a mat and then mm -hmm. meditate. I have to daydream. But think cool. about things or when I talk to people, what gets me excited? What what like lights my fire? And then I need to explore that, right? So yeah. when, I, when I talk to someone and they get really excited about it, I'm like, huh, why did I get excited about that? Now I need it. And so many people don't do that. And yeah. so what your, your wife saying, you know what, or Jennifer, I'm sorry, I'm like, your wife, <laughs> Jennifer saying, <laughs> saying right to you, I know, I'm like talking like you're in the third person. <laughs> That's where the giggles came in. <laughs> but you, you know, from that experience of Jennifer saying, no, please just come because you're going to help some, yeah. your story is going to help someone else. And then the more you did it and the more you realized, you can hear the intonations of both of you when you spoke, right? Those are the things that light you up. That's what excites you. You know, I have always been positive, but if I didn't have that support when, when I was feeling down, right. So she lifted me up when I wasn't up mm -hmm. and that is absolutely huge because we cannot do this alone. And she motivated and inspired me. And right before the pandemic, we started our own podcast together called inspiringinfluencers.com or in inspiring influencers show right that's I love that. our website so yeah. i know the yes. difference anyways <laughs> we have both well, we have, yeah. but go to the website we have both. Right. that's the website but right. the easier website is inspiring.show but i kind of do master your message and my wife does monetize your message and so we interview today's top thought leaders on their mindset and marketing strategies love that mm -hmm. I have the Women in Podcasting show. I, I did the Women in Podcasting track yesterday oh, at PodFest. It was it. amazing. The, the energy in the room was just incredible. And I have the Women in Podcasting show at womeninpodcasting.show. 
Right. I mean, amazing. And and we connected through Clubhouse yeah. back in the day. So it was really fun when Fran said, we're going to have this this couple on Jen and Paul Hensel. And I was like, wait, I know Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you do? And she I was, was like, talking about you the other day. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. Said when before, we were planning this out. I said, there's this group. I don't, you know, I, I said, there's this woman that I met. I know she's doing women in podcasting. I'm not going to be able to get her to track because I'm not here yet. But like, so it's really funny how those kind of things yeah. Come full circle. Can, yeah. is, is it okay if I say the story of how yes, me and please. Fran yeah. met? Yeah, you and Fran oh, yeah. Yes. So we're sitting, we're at the, is it okay to t- say yeah. where we are? So we're sure. at the Hilton Orlando, we're at PodFest 2022. Yes. Now we came from Vancouver, BC, Canada. <laughs> Love it. And we're in Orlando. So we're sitting in the restaurant having steak and potatoes. Right. And I got to go to the washroom. But meanwhile, there's this small tiny cute little boy who's just peeking around he's got his pacifier in his mouth and i'm i'm telling you that as a couple i've maybe witnessed a child that young that behaved maybe twice right all the kids at the they table. weren't on the airplane yeah now I, I had to go to the washroom and i said i said to jen look i'm just gonna tell them because I think, you know, as parents... Parents, we love to hear yeah, that, yeah. That your kids are the most well-behaved kids <laughs> I've ever seen. And, of course, what did you say? <laughs> that you weren't on the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm here now. Right. And they're absolutely wonderful. And then you guys started and chatting. Then we started chatting, and Fran has the the whole podcast that he was telling me about. And right. that's that's how we connected. I love so, that. The power of networking, which, by the way, I learned through my wife. So, like, yes, I was a football coach, but I didn't know the power of networking. But that led me to, that's what can happen. And it's also the fact that you weren't, like, nervous or scared or like, oh, they don't need to know. The fact that you were like, you know what, I would like to share this with this couple because it means something. And that's what people also don't do enough. Right? Yeah. They don't talk and say, hi, they're scared or they're just b- not bothered or they just, you know, that's it's so important to stop and talk to people and yeah. listen to people mm-hmm. and share. Hey, you know what? And I mean, that meant so much you know, it, to you it guys. It made us course. feel good. My wife and I have talked about it a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, it did. It did. I mean, because, as you know, raising kids is hard. And, yeah. you yes. know, it's it's trying, uh, you know, especially. Especially him, because he's uh, he's absolutely wild. Well, he's too. Uh, now he, now <laughs> he's, he's in a phase. You, you'll have, now he's in a phase where he refuses to sleep in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts his pajama bottoms on, right. and now he, everything is no, no, no shirt, no shirt. And then he keeps raising up his arms, and he goes, "I'm strong." Oh, I love that. <laughs> so we, we we have a son, so a son and daughter, and he's yeah. 27 now. But Still when doing he that? was young, <laughs> when he was young. Yeah, Same thing. an yeah. absolute terror. We love no, him. He he's the great, no, he's the greatest <laughs> human you know on the planet. No. But he was. He w- our kids were well-behaved like yeah, yours, yeah, but they, they had were. their moments for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. When, and I was saying to Fran, and, and not tooting my own horn now, but my, when my kids were little, even they're older, we always sat at tables and we always went out to dinner and people would come up or the waitress would say, oh my gosh, your kids are so well-behaved. Yeah. They said, please and thank you. But I would say to my husband, I, I, it's so nice that they're sharing that with me, but it also makes me so sad that not more people are like this. Mm. We, we used to go yeah. to one of our favorite restaurants in Connecticut. And literally every time, you know, a patron or someone would say, oh, my gosh, it's so nice just to see a family sitting and talking mm-hmm. and them not being on electronics and like you guys having real conversations. And it, it is nice, but it also then hurt, like hurt my heart that like not more people are doing that. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, 
I would like to say, if I could, that I didn't mean to call out my son that he was a terrorist. He didn't want to wear a hat leaving yeah, the house all- when it was 35 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Oh, they, they all do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike can still wear shorts in the but winter. But in public, yeah. they yeah. were well behaved. Yeah. Right. So, no, it's, I go through that with my daughter. She's trying to go out to the bus and it's like snowing out and she's got mm. you know, a yeah. short sleeve shirt on. I don't need my jacket. I don't want to carry it around school all day. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> That's but, nice. you know, yeah. but so you know what I do when my kids say that I'm like, fine. If you're going to be cold, you'll learn. And next time, yeah, you you'll learn. It. So I let the, <laughs> yeah. I use, I let them go out, and I Oof. mean they. My boys still wear shorts and sweatshirts. They don't wear jackets, and they're fine. And my daughter is the same. But she has gotten where she's a little bit more like, you know what? I want to put a jacket on because I've gotten cold. When she was little, we used to get the, like people would say, "Isn't she cold?" And I'm like, "She says she's not. I'm not going to force her to wear a jacket if she yeah, wants to not learn. wear one. Yeah, she'll learn." Can, can I ask you yeah. about working together? I mean, because okay. you have gone, yeah, you know, you've gone through this journey together. I mean, you know, before the accident and since after, which has brought you so much closer. Which you know, it, we've talked about the ability of crisis to bring families and people together. I mean, you know, understanding that I'll say this and caveat that you know, COVID for so many was so was so difficult and it affected you know, millions and millions of people's lives and their families. You know, for my family it brought us together yeah and true. and you know we had our son during covid but you know we came back together i had traveled my entire career and it was the first time where it's like you're not going anywhere yeah. uh, i'd like to say you know we were approached I, to my shock i i was asked dozens of times you know oh you're still with him because mm-hmm. apparently people oh, after in our, the accident after yeah. the accident apparently people in our situation oh, there's a lot of divorce a very mm-hmm. high divorce rate oh. and you know, I, I was just surprised by that. We've always very, cho- very decisively chosen to stay positive right. yeah. and to build our platform on positivity. And so there's been a lot of challenges, oh. but we have had discussions and very, very decidedly, you know, decided to stick to the positive side of things. And so that's made a huge difference. Yeah. I'd like to add that, um, you know, there's that saying behind every man, there's a greater woman. <laughs> right. And that's definitely 100% true in this situation. Like just what she dealt with, you know, on, on her side and right. what she had to put up with. Yet who she was was always consistent when I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So she inspired me to be strong, stronger and still right. does when I'm weak. I have someone there who knows my true self, who will always, always be there. And um, I wish I could be more like her. I really do. Well, when when one of us is down, the other one seems to be the support and up, you know, so we have a good balance that way. So I just want to encourage anyone to just keep going, keep breathing, keep taking the next step, take the next day and just stay on the path. And things will work out. I do want to add, we, we tell each other separately, we might be running at about 65, 70%. But if you add that together, right. we're one yeah. really <laughs> dynamic person. Right. So, 140%. Yeah, 140%. I love that. I mean, that's pretty good math. Anyway. That was good. Well, I think we're both operating at a hundred percent. So I, I've, I've been, so it's, it's been great to get to know you over the last couple of days and we've been able to run into each other a few times and have a couple of really meaningful conversations. And, and I love the, 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 you know, your topic and your story. 
what's next for you guys? Uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna give your talk here in a couple minutes. Yeah. And, and so at 1:30, I, I talk on mental health, but going home, I feel like I've now connected again to my true self. So I can be more consistent. I want to get back into the interviewer, Paul, the interviewee, Paul. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a, a couple things in the books, but I don't say that now. I, I want to <laughs> we'll be more. Okay, well, I will. Yeah, right. I, well, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to say that now. Oh, um, I kind of set myself up. I want to be active more on social because that's her mm. thing. And I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I have done a few posts. But I want to like get more active on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and I want to start Paul's show. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I guess I'm putting it out in the universe because yes. now that I said it, yeah, now I you gotta go do it. Home yeah, and you're not gonna do, do it. it, right? Yeah, yeah. we're gonna do a follow up, and we're gonna, yeah. I'm gonna read the book. In. I mean, I'm gonna read the book, and we're gonna do a follow up, and we're gonna really unpack <laughs> right. this entire story. <laughs> I see. Okay, <laughs> and then we're gonna check okay, out your so social media. Okay, so I got homework to do. <laughs> so in the meantime, I'll try to gather followers, but it's 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 gonna be more of a fun thing. Because Enjoy I, it, yes. Yeah, I, I kind of have a saying, like, I like short, controlled bursts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the endurance I once did, but I think I have an out, so. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a story. And, I mean, and, again, so nice to meet you in person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not just hear your voice. I mean, we were on some Zoom calls together, yeah. so I did get to. We really clicked online, though, and it's cool meeting face-to-face that we've really clicked yes. through the conference. It's fun. Yes, no, it really yeah. is. Oh, I, yeah, the, this conference that meeting everybody meeting you it just blows my mind it was like it was meant to be yes and and honestly you know for the last four months planning coming from vancouver there were quite a few extra hurdles we (laughs) had to climb to get here oh yeah but wow you know it was 100 percent worth it Awesome. The well, community th- here is so beautiful. Yeah, and thank you is. so much for having us. Yeah. We love the work. We love finding out about the work that you're both doing. Fran, yeah, this is absolutely amazing. And Juliet, we're going to stay connected and yes. do lots yeah. of things together. Yes, yes I we do. Awesome. I do want to also say again, Fran, thank you for your service. Yeah. Well, thank you. I was truly, truly a, an honor of my life. And just, you know, now, I, now it's about creating impact. Yeah. You know, as, you, as you talked about, you yeah. know, how, ca- how can we share the lessons you know, that I was fortunate enough to have and share others' lessons and, and put it out there for the world. And, you know, if we can if we can impact one person through every one of yeah. these conversations, yes. then I think we've done our job. I agree. Yes, thanks. It's so nice meeting you guys. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Honor being on your show. Thank you so much. American Jedbergs went on to form the foundation of the United States Special Forces and the Special Activities Directorate of the Central Intelligence Agency. Thanks for listening to the Jedberg Podcast. I'm your creator and host, Fran Ricciopi. Join us next week for a new episode on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube for full episodes, highlights, and other behind-the-scenes content. If you like what you heard, give us a like and leave a review. Follow me, Fran Ricciopi, Talent War Group, and our sponsor, Jersey Mike Subs, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Send your comments and inquiries to media at talentwargroup.com. As former members of Special Operations Forces, the Jedberg Podcast and Talent Workgroup contribute a percentage of all profits to Special Operations Warrior Foundation, supporting the families of our fallen warriors. Thanks for joining us on this episode. How you prepare today determines success tomorrow.